Hey, I've been recently thinking about the planning process we use in software projects and software teams and it looks to me that in most teams it works like that. The project manager, the boss, the product owner, whatever, no matter how you call that person, comes to the team and tells the team the plans. What needs to be done, what are the objectives, what are the goals, what are the expectations and when they have to be achieved. Then the team together with the manager or maybe the manager himself, herself, they break it down, this whole plan, into components, into elements. They decompose the plan. And then they discuss, in the best case, they discuss when those deliverables will be delivered. And then they understand uh, the plan, which in most cases is being sort of forced by the manager. So the manager has some expectations for the results, for the, for the timeline. And the manager is trying to, to push the team, to encourage the team, to motivate the team, to make the team deliver according to the expectations of the project. And the team in most cases says, yes, whatever we can say. We just agree with that. We make so-called commitment. And then we go back to our places and we continue working. And then eventually at some time we miss the deadlines because as you know, we programmers are very creative people and uh, we never deliver on, on time. And then we get back to the manager or in most cases, the manager gets back to us and realizes that the plans are not true anymore and the milestones are missed and we need to do the planning session again. I'm thinking that this traditional way of planning, when the manager is the owner of the plan and tells people what needs to be done with some agreement with them, is an old school management, old school planning, which doesn't work anymore because the manager doesn't have the instrument of, of force which managers had a long time ago. This traditional idea of hierarchical manager management, when the manager tells people what to do and they have no option to say no. And if they say no, if they, if they fail, then they basically suffer a lot. Look at, the, look at what's happening in armies, look what happened a hundred years ago in, in the management, in all projects, in factories, everywhere. People were very much dependent on their bosses and they had no option to walk away. Now the situation is completely different. Now programmers are in charge. Now we can walk away easily and, and our owners, owners, employers, they have to pay us every month. It's like inevitable. They have to pay. They have no option to not to pay. And the government uh, defends us on that. The government guarantees that we have all our rights and all that. So the manager is powerless right now. And I think it's time to do planning differently. I'm trying that in some of the projects and I think it may work quite effectively. Here are how it works. Identify the deliverables you need to get for the project. So you break down the whole, the whole scope into pieces and you have the deliverables just like you did before. And then you attach some reward points to each deliverable. So you basically promise your team that if this deliverable is going to be created, then the, 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 the maker, the creator, will get that amount of money, I don't know, free vacation time, cookies, you name it, something, some rewarding points, and so on and so forth. For each uh, item, for each deliverable, you identify rewarding points. And then you ask your team members, how much are you planning to earn in the next half a year or a year or three months or I don't know, the, during the project. And they look at these rewarding points. And first of all, they're going to tell you that whether they are motivated to earn those points or not. That's the first question. Then you need to correct your, uh, your rewards. And then they tell you 
how much each of them is planning to earn during the next certain amount of months. Each of them will think about this. They will take into account their motivation, their current financial situation, their current amount of free time and non-free time available, all sorts of factors. And using this information, they will come back to you with a realistic estimate of what really is interesting for them. And then you look at this information, you put these numbers together, and then you get the plan for the project. So the plan will be created by people who will implement it. And the plan will be based on their honest, honest attitude to your rewarding system. If your rewards will be small and meaningless for them, then the numbers they will bring you back will be very uh, you know, unsatisfiable for you and you, know, you will not be able to build a plan of a project. So you will have to work on your rewarding program to actually receive back something that you're looking for, you were looking for. If you get something unsatisfiable, then you increase your rewards and then you listen to them again. Eventually, you will have the information about how your people are going to get themselves the enough rewards for the amount of, uh, enough, uh, amount of work they're going to put in there. If you do it like this, then you're going to be in a much better position as a manager. You cannot force them anymore. As I told you, it's not possible, especially in large organizations. But you can listen to their actual motivation and build your plan, build your plans based on this information. So I'm suggesting that instead of planning top down, we need to plan bottom up. So the who is on top need to, like I said, listen to the information coming from the bottom based on rewarding program. Try it out. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned. Bye-bye.